What's good, y'all? Welcome back. Um, this is none other than Two Cups and Friends. Um, been on a little break, uh, but we're back. And um, two guests that I have today, none other than my boys. All right. One's a couple of them I started with, so why not, you know, get this thing back cranking with the same ones. I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Go ahead. My boy, Sal. <clears throat> Sal Major here again, you know. I think I said that last time. But yeah, Sal Major uh, here, representing Philly, Uptown, specifically Shelton Ave, just in case. If you ever visit, don't visit Shelton Ave. Uh, founder, CEO of Major Biz LLC. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You need your taxes done, payroll keeping. I'm at payroll processing, bookkeeping. I, I handle all that. Ooh, what an introduction by Sal Major. Um, hard to follow up after you, dog. <laughs> but uh, introduce myself, uh, Donald McIver, Donnie, if you didn't call me that before. Um, <laughs> I'm out here with it. Um, but no, um, just represent it. Uh, representative of Hillsboro, North Carolina, um, residing in Philadelphia, PA right now. Um, more so, uh, out here for the kids, out here for the folks, you know, just making sure that y'all take, oh, of course, power to the people out here today. Um, but no, glad to be back on Uncle Two Cups and Friends, just very excited talk about different topics. And, you know, my man's, we, it's the start of a new process and we ain't done yet <laughs> we ain't done yet we ain't done yet so boys so like how have y'all been dealing with not having sports during this quarantine like like what like what have y'all been watching i know like i know for you bro i know for sal you know what i'm saying you ain't, can't get your bet on but like what you been watching bro like it, sports how do you get your sports your sports itch how do you get it i've been going through it <laughs> Sports is like a, it's like a, that's the second revenue for me. Like, I, I bet heavy, heavy <laughs> on sports. Like, sports done funded some trips, paid some bills, and not having that, boy, I didn't found, I didn't start gambling ways. I, I didn't even think I would be gambling, playing Uno on iPhones for money. I, I lost 200, I lost $220 playing Uno on iPhone. What else have I been doing? What else have I been doing? <laughs> Babe, you downloaded the app today. Oh, yeah, I did. I, I became, oh, life. that's why I became a gamer. I'm a gamer oh, yeah. now. Oh, um, yeah. I did step back into it. I'm nice and color duty. I wiped the dust off of my uh, PS4 to get our storage. Gotta be a gamer <clears> And good. looked up some uh, YouTube videos. <laughs> Started, you know, tuning my uh, my craft. But uh far as really sports at, I actually been, I've been looking at, some old football games. I have been catching, they've been playing some rerun football games. So I've been, I definitely been catching that, even though I know what's going to happen. So I guess. <laughs> that's that's pointless, man. I can't do the rerun. Dog. I know what's going to happen. Who else? Oh, actually, I started looking. Uh, one of my friends, he's a heavy gambler too. 
So it's actually some baseball leagues over in China that's going on. <laughs> the Koreans. So I've been trying to wake up to catch me a game so I could figure out what's going on. And I could, I could bet. I could get some bets in. I, I don't know the teams. I just know, you know, I can I can roll the dice and, you know, try to get some kind of gambling on some kind of some sports excitement. Yeah. What you been doing, Donnie? Ah, oh, man. Tune in to... What you been tuning into? Call of Duty. <laughs> that's uh, it. Dog. Call of Duty. That's really it. That's uh, it. Man. I did catch. I did catch that Michael. That Michael Jordan. Dog. Watch that too. Uh, more so I mean, like a. I see the crazy part about it is just the, just to go off of that. Most people watched it on Sunday. I actually like chill and didn't watch them on any Sunday. And then, like, kind of watched it when at the time I could just be focused to that. Yeah. Like, no distraction, ain't nobody around. I watch them in the early middle of the day on Monday, like, in between on my lunch break since we all working from home, you know, um, <laughs> COVID-19 and all this other stuff. So that's that's all for a further conversation. But, no, I just, when it comes to sports, like, that grabbed my attention for, like, Six weeks was it? Well, yeah. like six weeks, like that grabbed my attention every week. That was something that I looked forward to, low key. So it was just like one of them vibes. So yeah, that's what I've been doing. Yeah. So is he the goat or? Yeah. We. I mean, it's it's to the point. I mean, don't get me wrong. Now we get on this topic every every time we get on Uncle Two Cups and Friends. But no, we. We looked at him as like the way I looked at it, I was just like low-key reliving my childhood. Facts. Like I was low-key just like dog. I remember watching them like not the earlier part, but the like 97, Ladder, 98. Yeah. That's when we were. Really like was. I remember I was being glued to the television Jeez. with my pops watching the games. Yeah. Like it was like real life family type vibes. Like everybody was watching Jordan, uh, Chicago versus the Jazz. So it was like always that that Really, that show was something that I was just like, bro, I get to watch a little bit of my uh, childhood over again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I ain't even going to lie to you to keep it a man. That made me realize he is the GOAT. You know me? I would yeah. never say that because I am a avid LeBron fan. LeBron, is, but still, LeBron Miles still is my GOAT because of what he's done yeah. for us, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. Um don't get me wrong, Jordan's done a lot, and he's doing a lot, and he continues to do a lot. But uh, just the way uh, LeBron's carried himself, that that makes him my goat. I mean, that's, that's just me. But, you know what I'm saying? But we're going we gonna to chill on that because he's going to uh, win this ring. That's what y'all don't know this summer. Whatever this little league is called or whatever, <laughs> don't try to put no asterisk beside my man's name because of COVID-19 when he win this ring. I'm telling you right now, do not put a... That's what... Playing at the Rucker in Orlando. <laughs> I'm playing in Orlando. Me too. You, we playing in Orlando when we was like six and seven. Niggas was balling in Orlando where they about to play at. Exactly. Now, I do have a, a little input on that. Uh, who you got? Like, who you got coming in that? Like, what are you... No, just back to the the uh, the Jordan uh, documentary. I don't think I said anything on it, but uh, I I didn't get into basketball until I got a little older. So I was really interested in how that came about. I knew about you know their teams. I knew what was going on, but I wasn't really too in tune into it. But uh, I would say Jordan mentality was different. 
he had his yeah, he his mentality, his approach. Yeah, that's, it, was it was different. Dude, it was bro. different. It was different. Now. Is is he he is he the greatest of all time? To me, that's definitely arguable. I, I'm a I'm a I'm a LeBron supporter. Come I'm, on a, I'm a LeBron Come supporter. On, I'm a LeBron Come fan. Come on, I don't, <laughs> listen, don't get me wrong. We all listen are. right now. Right now. Right now, Jordan is the greatest of all time. But like I tell everybody, LeBron is going to retire the best player to ever touch the basketball. And he's still going. That's what. Yeah, and that's, and that's what thing. I said. That, and just to and just to take it back, like what surprised me that I think the last two episodes, man, Jordan team was stacked. Like Jordan, I compare Jordan team to the to the Warriors with KD. That's the that's the kind of Jordan team he had 96, 97. Everybody he had on his team was was, was superstars. With superstars on any other team, right? Right. I'm gonna go through the roster. We went to the roster. It was go through it. Go through it. Go through it. No problem. We know it's okay. I'm. I think people overlook that fact. No, yeah. No. Yeah. No. They do. Two look, years. Do. Two years before that. That 96, 97 team. Ryan Harper was the superstar of, a, of his own team. Who and 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 Michael Jordan went to him and told him to come over. Who else over here? Come on, cool. Y'all can't. People be overlooking cool coach. Cool coach. Cool coach. And then Michael, when Michael Jordan say Scottie Pippen was the best player, second to him, come on, you can't have two. They had the they had the 96-97 Warriors team. They had the 96-97 Warriors team, man. Then you had a shooter, you had one of the goodest, best shooters that was in the league right then, which was uh Steve Kerr. And then a dirty man that didn't even want to touch the ball. Just want to well, get you rebounds. Gotta, come on, man. But you, rebounds, you know you're a good team when you got a player. Well, well, people don't realize rebounds really do win games. Bro. It's not people, defense. It's not really. If you get the most rebounds, that means you get to touch the ball. That means your percentages of making a shot goes up way higher. People don't realize how valuable a rebounder is. Dog. Yeah, if you have a dude that just going to be on the court, and I'm like, and they just, their whole purpose is to get you rebounds, and that's what they do, and they do it well. Yeah, it's a whole other avenue. Bro, bro, I'm telling you, as a coach, bro, I know. I, I've i lost games because we couldn't rebound. And it yeah. sucks. That's the only thing that sucks. You know if you out-rebound the boys, it's bro, over. Yeah. Second chance putbacks. Getting slammed off on 20 points off a second. 20 points <laughs> off a second chance. That, that, that's sickening. It's it sickening, is, bro. I mean, it hurts. No, I it hurts. Through, we all been through some bad <laughs> can't that thing. And then you just, this just ain't your day. Duh, I'm telling just you. Just ain't your day. We all have been there. But yeah, I'm telling y'all, bro. But back to like what I'm saying, bro. Brown's going to win this, this, this championship <laughs> this summer. <laughs> Them boys going to turn it back around in October and play ball again. <laughs> again. Again. <laughs> That's serious. <laughs> That's serious. COVID. Let me not. Never mind. Let me not. Let me not. <laughs> Who y'all got winning up? <sighs> it's it's gonna be Western Conference Finals. Is gonna be the TV watched one. But low key, low key Boston straight. Think Boston. I don't think they're gonna win, but I think they'll get there in the East. You think Against Boston? the Lakers? Boston's going to beat. Got to get through the 7-6. Sixers, too. Everybody coming. And the thing about they it. Gotta through y'all, 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 y'all forget about it, the Greek freak? Definitely gotta I mean, they Giannis. do got to get through him as well. Definitely. Nobody in the East can stop the Greek freak. 
can we put it up for, I mean, yeah, shorter now. See, that, you know, the COVID and everything, like, them boys coming off fresh legs. Like, they come off fresh legs, then, then they, like, playing shorter playoffs. So it's like they're playing like eight games, which is like eight pickup games, really just practice <laughs> before the playoffs. And then, yeah, it's like a little preseason before the real season. So, and then they only playing like 22 games, something like somebody, that. I heard somebody even, say 22 teams is invited. <laughs> only half of the teams are coming back. Right. I mean, less than they cutting off a couple teams. But even still, like, playoffs is going to be str- – I don't know if they're keeping the same playoff system, though, where it's like 7-7, seven, seven, like 5-5, five, five, like like that. I heard they're going to cut it down to like five five games all the way up to the finals like it used to be. That used to be tough. Five games, you get you up out of game. there. Second game, fight. Fight third game. <laughs> that fifth game, bro, they getting you up out of there, like – you only playing five. Back then, you only play five, and then you play seven in the finals. Which was lit. I don't know, and that turnaround is crazy, though. So. Somebody said, what if, uh, what if the Pelicans go? You never know, bro. <laughs> Young legs. Young legs is different, bro. Young legs is different. Don't get me wrong, Braun got legs. We know Braun got legs, but them young legs, them, not them 33-year-old legs, them 19-year-old, 20-year-old legs. Like, them boys, they they different now. Like, and them and younger, they be playing different now. So, they probably going to come back crazy. Well, I got a question for y'all boys, man, because it's, it's the question that everybody's asking, you know, um, as far as sports-related, like, how – what are y'all thoughts on the kids going to HBCUs? I know both of y'all played at HBCU. Sal, you played at both – HBCU and PWI. So, like, y'all think these kids are doing it for clout or they doing it off the off the strength of it? You want to go first? You can go first if you want to go first. You can go first. I can start off. I mean, I think, again, right now we're living in a crazy time. We're living in a crazy time, so... And there's no telling what these kids are going through mentally. And because of a lot of, you know, basketball and this sport, whatever they're playing, it's, it's at a halt right now. So with them, with everything going on in the media, with the Black Lives Matter and the protests, I think they're, I think parents are probably doing a Parents, media, and, you know, social media, uh, more importantly, are doing a, a great job uh, educating our youth of what's going on and what, what happened in the past. And what we what we are trying to do now, as far as equality amongst everybody. So I think with that, uh, these kids are looking to looking and like at these HBCUs. Like, you know, I think it actually was it was said by a superstar or or one of the celebrities. Like, if y'all really want to change the dynamic of uh, of our culture, the our big uh, basketball players and sports players should you know. Go to these, or go to our HBCUs to, you know, help build them up, help, yeah, and and build that that from an economic point of view, because you know it would it would definitely empower a lot of uh, historic black colleges in their in their 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 culture period. But personally, I don't. I think it will be it will be certain cases that it may happen, 
but and in certain cases that it won't happen just because that that almighty dollar uh i think you'll probably see a couple kids that come from some middle class good uh families that really don't have a need for money that will probably take that choice to to go and you know play for our HBCU but you'll have those kids that's really you know struggling that they they parents are you know bills a bill I mean check the check can't cover these bills that's going to attend these uh big institutions that's going to still you know put money behind them especially with uh I think uh, the NCAA just passed these are are shooting to pass this, uh, this law or policy to letting kids capitalize off their name. So with that, if you're at a bigger platform in these institutions, you, you're going to be able to, you know, make money as uh, as you enter college off your name. And if and HBCUs don't have that platform, so if a, a some a kid that's coming from the hood, that's that's going to be that's a need, that's a necessity. That's that's kind of. That's kind of my uh, my input with that. Um, mine's coming from which I agree a lot with him. Um, I'm sorry that <coughs> excuse me that almighty dollar is crazy. So the that almighty dollar man, there's different things, there's different situations that, like you said, children are put in, and and also coming from the actual education tip, you are more likely, a lot of times, you're more likely to have student athletes choose a PWI, um, excuse me, because of um, the actual majors that these schools offer. Mm -hmm. So that's the part of it. That's also a part of it that people don't really think about. Like, I know I wanted to get into secondary education. So I want to go straight to high school and be a teacher, high school teacher, athletic director was my goal. I had to make the choice when I attended Clark that either I was going to go into education, educational studies, or either early early childhood education. So I had no choice because of secondary because they didn't offer it because funding-wise, they couldn't afford to like do that at that point. So that's another part of it that people don't, they tend to think about, but for the educated guy, like you said, coming from the middle class, that's also another part that from a household standpoint is going to point them in that direction and choosing that PWI as well. But you got to think, I, I, I definitely yeah. I definitely agree with that. I, I definitely agree with that. But but you got to think, if you top in the nation, you only you only yeah, spending that. Not, you spend that most two semesters yeah, at that yeah, school. That's it. It's over. So, so, so it's yeah. like a rare case. Yeah. What I'm so the, from is just a rare off the left case. Like that's that's most of the time when you that high dollar player, yeah, it, it doesn't Yeah, matter. I mean like like I mean, honestly, uh like just from looking on the outside in, like Mikey, I don't even see him going to college to keep be a complete in 100. I think True. the rules going to change by the time he gets there. He still got 3 4 years. So I don't I don't think he's even, you know, but um if 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 kids do decide to do the, you know, the push for it, like only my my thing is you have to have more than just one player. Yeah. Um, That's what we we had talked about. You, you got you got to you got to you got to you got to bring at least three with you. Yeah. 
Like a um, fat five type joint. Like a five five. But also on the other end of it, bro, um, we're I uh people are starting to forget some of the forget the athletes that are there now. Um True. we can support them a lot more. True. Right? And, and and honestly that would help still, you know, it would help with getting those big time recruits, you know, showing our support, showing showing how many people come to your games, um, showing packed out crowds every Saturday, um, every Friday, whatever the, the case may be. Um, we just got to support a little bit more. I mean, um, I, I feel like I, I feel like I see that being playing at an HBCU. I mean, there were some, but majority of uh, HBCUs like are supported. Like NT. Now NT, that's a different story, though. That's a different level, you know. Shout out Aggie Pride. But the real thing is, though. But the real thing is about NT, and the real thing is like a school about Southern or where I've played at NT Southern. Like those schools that carry that heavy, they are supporting it. Yeah, we, it's we, still we, about the dollar though, as far as 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 far as like funding. Because the thing about they put a stranglehold on HBCUs because a lot of HBCUs have to make their funding through winning their entire conference, like winning their entire conference. Like that MEAC check is what most athletic programs bank on anyway if they win the MEAC. See, PWIs don't really have to deal with something like that because you know why they have when you go to schools like Northwestern or when you go to schools like Texas or when you go to those those huge PWIs. So you got that, you got the TV deals, you got all that extra everything attached to the brand name. And then that brings on, you know, your money. That's why if, you know, situation dealing with football and COVID and all that stuff, like College football might never be the same. And the money is more so the colleges open up because they need the money, not because they can just stay closed. Like, they need the money. So I just see it as, like I said, once one of those things where if they go, they go. Some of it's, I feel like, from my end, I feel like some of it's like, oh, shit. Like, can we cuss? <laughs> no, but, <laughs> but not like no, shit. Man. Like you looking like you know you looking at like especially that. Uh, <laughs> can we cuss? Can we cuss? But nah. Um, some of those young people are, are so focused on social media that part of it may be the fact that we educate, but also part of it may be for the followers, maybe for the different clout that comes with certain situations because. I'm thinking if I was a ranked number one and I was 14, <laughs> hell yeah, I'm going to HBCU. Followers up, black girls up, squad lit. up, lit. <laughs> lit. I can still go anywhere. Still go anywhere. That's I anywhere. That. I could go anywhere. I could be straight at Texas then, or I could be straight at Antioch. And one of the things I did, but like, I don't know if if, if happened, an athlete happened to listen to, I did hear um, Lavelle Moulton say something that was... Uh, I don't know where I heard him say it, um, but I had seen it because I follow him or whatever. And he was uh, saying that um, they got to show some interest too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that too. They got to, and they, and it can't be a, you know, I posted. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta be, you gotta. I want to. You can't just say I want to. Maybe I want to go to the HBCU. No. That, you gotta show. You gotta say, hey, I, this yeah. is what I want to do. And they'll come. Like, he said they'll come, but it's just like a relationship. Like, you got to show some, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to chase, a guy, like, a guy's going to chase you for so long. 
But you gotta be like, hey, I'm. Bruh. You gotta show some kind of interest, like. That, that, re- that whole recruiting thing, that whole recruiting system is just marketing. They're marketing. The coaches are marketing to get you to come to the school. So if HBCUs could market better, if those coaches could do this, if coaches could do that, I'm pretty sure they would do it. But like I said, then it comes back to the dollar, the big dollar. That's all that. That's all it is. That's all it's seen for because that's exactly what it is. And with just just quick uh, comment, and which surprised me, I don't see why these HBCUs uh, aren't yet. Uh, just to go back on your comment because. Uh, a top-ranked player is going to change the entire dynamic of a of a university. First thing first, uh, I, I said this earlier when we talked about this. First thing first, uh, if a top player comes to a school, everybody in America going to want to see how their school is done. So they're going to redo that whole HBCU schedule, put them in tournaments uh, against bigger institutions, which is going to draw bigger crowds. That's going to help their enrollments go up. It's going to help them get more recognized. Uh, and on top of that, whatever coach that's coaching that, it's going to boost their career. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure that coach is not going to be there in the next two years. So so, they, so you think you think coaches would leave if they start? Absolutely. It's only right. If that if that school is doing good and that player is doing good, that it, it, it coaches that coach is up. I mean... I don't know. I mean, but like, and, and and I like. Well, one of the other things that I like, I like that Mo Williams is at Alabama oh, yeah, State. That's, good. that's, that's what you need. That's what you need. But I, I mean, we gonna need him to stay for a while though. If we if we really want to make this movement, like it, it comes to coaching too. Like they gotta want these kids gotta want to play for somebody that's like, like I mean, because you think about it, like Penny Hardaway, he can. First year, uh, new kids. Market, it's the market. But again, so it, it goes back to the institutions making money and them yeah. being able to pay these yeah. coaches yeah. to stay. Like you gotta right, pay right. me that bread. You gotta pay me. Like you know, things are things. Like I said, it's gonna change the dynamic because on top of that, you're gonna start seeing other kids follow. The next thing you know, they're gonna have to start putting more, more and more money into those HBCU conferences, which then is gonna lead to uh, TV deals. So think about this. Think about this. What's the year? What's the year, fellow Duke fan? Because I got this shirt on, fellow Duke fan. <laughs> the year that y'all had one, two, three in the recruiting class. Yeah. Just picture if those kids all three went to A&T. Mm. What would that do? On the top three <laughs> ESPN 100 for your school. Yeah. They want to see them. They're playing at another. They're playing, they're playing wherever yeah. Greensboro Coliseum packed. <laughs> packed. Packed. Every night. Every night. ESPN crews on site. <laughs> Follow them around. I mean, it's school. just, it's ESPN true. They follow campus. it because you got to think about it. We what might, happened? might get a game day. Bro, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you talk about like black you talk about just the fact that once again, I don't want to get too deep, but once again, how black men are marketable when it comes to sports and athletics, just like how they did LeBron and Melo. We saw them play in high school. They're gonna come to you. So if the top three, like I said, Duke, Duke had top three, all we saw was Duke games. You're right. They played nothing but Zion, commercials, <laughs> everything. Everything that's always it was all Zion. The ESPN commercials about the league was about the ACC was about Zion, like they had Zion on there. 
And he was hurt. And he was hurt. Bro, when his shoe blew up. <laughs> picture, picture his shoe blowing up in A&T Stadium. Well, if that was to happen at Central. Bro, that's what I'm saying. They would have fried that bro. man. That's what they I'm saying. We could have been beating Central by 49, and they would have fried Zion. So the market value, like, don't get me wrong. It's just the fact that, don't get me wrong, you start to understand that if this is about the almighty dollar, bro, all three of them called each other. That's like us three going to Duke. Like, or Carolina just like, I call you up. I see you at a tournament. We chop it up. You tell him like, all right, bro, we just going to all go to the same school, bro. Also, because Coach K gave him that bread. <laughs> Yo. I'll let y'all know how that NCAA really <laughs> is. So, Black Lives Matter. <laughs> All right, man. We about to sing. We about to sing way away from sports, bro. Let's take a little drink. Yeah. Take a little drink. Friends, we upgraded. We got a crew now. So we got a crew. We got a whole team in here. Yep. You know what I'm saying? We 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 got we you know some of my shit don't work, but <laughs> we figured it out. Took us about four hours. Part of the process. It's all part of the process, bro. You know what I'm saying? If there's no struggle, there's no progress. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You know what I mean? Shit. But shit. What y'all been doing? Like, I don't know. I know as me as a single man, bro. <laughs> This quarantine has sucked. <laughs> sucked, bro. This shit whack. I'm tired of FaceTiming. I'm tired of texting. I can't say what you're doing because I already know what you're doing. Everybody got the same Everybody schedule. Got the Everybody same got schedule. the same schedule. Everything going bang, 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 bang. That's it. You ain't like, what? Like, like how? I don't know, bro. Like, for me, like, Bro, I done down, man. I'm about embarrassed to say it, but shit, I done downloaded all the apps, bro. All the apps. You know what I'm saying? Not all the apps, bro. Not all of them. Boy just put me on hands, though. Hands jumping. Hands be jumping. I ain't gonna lie. Nice, That's for them boys. Nice, beautiful ladies on there. Um, you know what I'm saying? If you see me on there, you know what I'm saying? Just swipe, swipe, swipe my dog, man. Hey, my dog, swipe my dog. Hit the man. Heart, you know what Left, saying? right, up, down. Swipe my dog, <laughs> man. Oh, embarrassed to say I bought, I bought the pe- uh, the premium chart too, bro. My man got the premium package. Premium account. Yeah, boy, that boy, that boy taking out some cash once a month, boy. I only did a month mm, for, for the, the premium boy. He said he only signed up for a month, but it's really been about four five. So he definitely needs somebody. To <laughs> Dog need to get his money worth, man. Make nah, his nah. money worth. His but love. yeah, bro, I like I don't know. I I just I know for like me, like being out here single, bro. This is rough, like, bro. You don't know. I don't know. For me, like, you don't know if a girl's talking to you because she bored, or if she. Or is she really like fucking with you? You know what I mean. So you like, like this motherfucker like fucking with. It's some boy. I done seen some. I know some. I got some friends that's been on some bored what? shit, and I'm just like, I'm like, bro, you can't like, can't be doing people like that. But then again, like, I don't know. It might be me that's getting it done to. I don't even know. Won't know until 
Open outside, open back up. No, nah, I've been talking to everybody because I'm bored. <laughs> I don't even like people that much, man. I usually just. <laughs> I don't even like people that much. I usually just. I usually just check on people on their Instagram and keep it moving. Now. <laughs> Man, how your day going? <laughs> what you good, man? I ain't gonna lie, I definitely been. It's been bad out here, man. There's no you, sports. You've been out here, been out here sending that, that. Can I hit it one more time? Text. That toxic text. But you can't even. You can't even that. People can't even send people. Right, you can't. That's what, and that's the, that's another, like, you talking to this person, you can't even see them, bro. I'm gonna. Yo, this is some catfish, bro. Catfish vibe. Bad out here. The drought is bad. <laughs> I'm on page probably seven two. You know what I'm talking about. I'm good. I'm getting through them. But did they really? Did they really make it Black Lives Matter? Black, uh, all black. I, I ain't bro, checked that I out. I ain't checked. It might be some new uploads on there though. Some new talent. Gotta be. Gotta be. Def- Doing everybody got time. They gotta be filming. They gotta be putting out some new material. Views is going up. I can't, but I can't. One thing I can't. I ain't about to buy. I can't get with the OnlyFans, bro. I ain't paying for it. I ain't paying for it, bro. No, you, little cuz do though. They should have, <laughs> as they did. As they did the uh, OnlyFans, but but uh, which come Pornhub made that uh, free premium. Oh my god. Free premium. Free premium. Stay inside. <laughs> They said don't they said don't touch nobody, touch yourself. I felt that. <laughs> I felt that. I said I definitely been bad out here for yeah, single bro. folks, man. But like, alright, so this this next receptor, dog. <laughs> look, 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 bro. Let us know how it is as in a relationship, bro. Like, I know, like, I don't know. I've been talking to some people that's like, then when they significant other every well, day doing that joint. Well, you and learn. I just don't like. First thing foremost, you learn a lot about yourself <laughs> and about who you're dealing with. You yeah. know who you're with. Um, I heard somebody say they found out their white favorite color doing this. <laughs> it's a lot of new stuff, you know, like, because you're going to spend as much, you spending as much time. Well, I mean, my own experience, I'm, I'm in an LDR, which, you know, if you know what that is, you know what that is. Um, <laughs> LDR. <laughs> I thought that was the airport. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Nah, 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 nah. That's just for the folks. Y'all know what it means, man. L.A. Nah. <laughs> Let's just say my my significant other is not with me every day, but is even still maintaining a relation relationship throughout this thing has has its ups and downs, just like any other relationship. I think COVID and quarantine kind of added an extra layer, just for people, just for people who are in relationships, because I feel like you know you. You you separate or you're together where, you know, that time where we're usually at work or that time where we're usually, like, away or we with the homies or we with our friends, like, you're not there with them. So that's your, that's your me time. Yeah. Now it turns into us time all the time. <laughs> so you like how that rhyme. But nah, uh, <laughs> but no, but no, it's like it's like both ways. You have to kind of like 
Well, for me, I had to become creative. Yeah. Like I couldn't let yeah, myself me, sit, let myself kind of sit in the box and things become mundane because of the situation. We realized what we both realized what we was in and then realized like, all right, this is something that like we're going to have a date night on Zoom. We're going to have a wine night. We're going to watch. We're going to watch a Fellas, movie. listen up. We're going to watch a movie together on FaceTime or we're going to read. We painted. Like, hey, we hey. did all this virtual. Fellas, listen. So it was like, it was one of those things where you kind of had to. Dropping some knowledge. Go ahead, brother. You had to go be, be creative and create space for them to be creative as well because. Deacon Donnie. Like, <laughs> I remember we painted and then my significant other found out that she enjoyed painting. So she learned something from it. Like, our Zoom, I let her, I let her do our Zoom date and. She knew I like history, so we did a virtual tour of a history museum. So kind of like, kind of like trying to like, just trying to be different with it and just trying to be creative with it to understand like, yo, all right, you in the crib. Did he tell you this? He didn't tell us all this, man. He didn't tell us all this, man. You watching this, don't get no funny ideas. Hey, hey, yo, hey, yo. But at the same time, I got to be real, it's difficult. So they're like that time that that understanding period is is some rough package because I like to keep it. I feel like people give relationship advice or not advice, but more so just talk about their relationship and always talk about the good in it. No, the shit hard work. Like hard a motherfucker. Work. <laughs> you work hard every day to do what you need to do because you find that significant at that you know, at that time and whatever you're going through in life, whatever you're going through. So, you know, it ain't an easy thing. Like, it really ain't that easy. But if you're willing to do it, it's, it's, it feels good about it. So that's what, you know, so that's what exactly how it is. Dang, what? I ain't know. You ain't like, tell us like, facts. That's, that's for the folks out there, man. That's for the folks that's out there that's in it. And they in it. Be creative. Don't be. <laughs> never be boring. Don't ever be boring. I promise you. you. Don't be boring because that's going to be, that is going to, that is going to dismantle your relationship. Be creative. Do whatever some shit. If y'all niggas want to go skydiving or some shit. No. Do it. Don't think about it. I ain't gonna lie. Do it. I ain't going. I just, I just... Do it. Just say do it. Just do it. And like you never it. know what you might. You never know because honestly, it's some they things do, that. But you know what they got on his, bro? They got a they got a virtual day. <laughs> you can go on a virtual. Oh, a virtual you day. Can go on a virtual bro, day. I'm gonna tell my significant other to make a profile. We just gonna get matched. Then we go through that. Keep trying to set the bar. Uh, <laughs> like, bro. Like, we ain't gonna never, bro. Like, bro, damn, it's bro. not that, bro. It's <laughs> like... it's not nothing to do. My bad, bro. My bad, bro. God. My bad, bro. Killed us, bro. Like, bro, no, dang, but no, bro. man. It's not. Nah, I understand. I just, you just it's gotta good, get bro. creative. <laughs> You're gonna be bored. And boredom turns into some, some, some stuff you ain't trying to really get into. And even that's what I, you know, even though y'all single, you still go get bored and do something that you don't need to be doing. Yeah. So it's the same way and vice versa, you know. But yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I, I, I don't need to be playing the game for 15 hours either. I'm tired of playing the game. I said I don't need to be doing I, I I've never been good at Call of Duty ever in my life. I am decent. 
Harold, Uncle Two Cubs would text me at like two in the morning, eyes bleeding, like, bro, get on the call. <laughs> get on the call of duty. We try to play man. Bro, we sound like kids during man, this what? I went from I went from playing Call of Duty with my mic off to now I'm it's bad. My mom, I'm, I've been staying with mom since the pandemic started. So my mom, I'm like, she's screaming, "Who are you talking to? You talking? What you say? <laughs> no, I ain't cook. I'm, I'm on the game, mom. Uh-huh. I've been crazy, man. Staying on the topic of relationships, you kind of brought this up, Sal. So I want you kind of introduce this, like, like what, like. Introduce this topic. Like, what what made you think about this? When we was kind of like going over the show running, what we wanted to talk about. What made you like? Uh, this topic came up. It was it was a post I seen on social media, and it uh it just they talked about. They just asked people, what was your thoughts on uh, being in a relationship with someone uh, raised on raised on love versus being in a relationship uh, with someone. Raised on survival. That was the that was an interesting topic because it was a lot of a lot of different points, a lot of different views. Uh, and I heard someone say that yeah, I don't think someone could be in a relationship that was raised on love uh, with someone that was raised on survival. Uh, and that was that was pretty much, and it just had my mind running. <clears throat> and like, I'm like, man, it's a lot of thoughts. This could go a lot of ways because. I know, I know myself, and I, 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 you know, talk to other people, and people, people are from different environments. So, uh, it, it's just, it's an interesting uh, topic that I think we should. So, so what do you about. think? Like, do you think, like, do, do you think that's a true statement? Like, that you can't be, like, if you was raised on love, and your significant other was raised on survival, like, can you coexist? Like, and and when you said that shit, low key, I went back and looked. Um, a lot of my significant others were raised on love, and I was raised on love. And and the ones that that were raised on survival, it it kind of showed me like, oh, like it didn't work out. Like, but yeah. I really liked that person. That right. person really liked me, but it was constant head was, knocking. Yeah. So like, I don't know, like, is it like if that's a true statement or not? But like for me, it is. Yeah. Um. Right now, so far, but like I'm not. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm not opposed to dating someone that was raised different than me. That's not it. That's not like nothing. Because everybody at the end of the day still raised different. I mean, and it's still like it's still people that find out shit about their parents that let them let let like okay maybe they thought their parents had the perfect relationship and they find out you know dad cheated back in the day da 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 and they let them fuck that up as far as you know, being raised on love, even though they were raised on love, now that's fucked up. So it's not really like then I don't know how that works as far as like, you know, what in terms of how does that affect you as far as like who do you love as far as survival or or you know, can can two people that were raised off survival like right. you know what I mean? So I don't know. I mean that's just that's just how I feel about it. But my my thoughts on that, uh First, I I really think that they can definitely coexist. Yeah, and that most importantly, I think they coexist because they can learn from one another. Like uh, like a person that's that's raised on love, <clears throat> they'll be able to show that person uh, 
uh, they'll just be able to show that person that was raised on survival, come from a, a household that was raised on survival, just genuine love, genuine, genuine uh, care for them, and uh, just just introduce them to different things that they probably they haven't been introduced right, to, right. and that's vice versa. Like someone raised on survival, they going they, their survival instance or, or whatever way they was you know raised on, they they're going to be able to help someone that had that haven't really had to, had to face any trials or tribulations they're going to be able to help them cope and get through those certain uh obstacles that they may endure uh and i say that because it i seen i i came across i got friends and i came across people that you know that they they didn't really have a i'm not not say they have a, a a want for anything but they they didn't really have to face any kind of life Trials or tribulations or whatnot until like their their adulthood. So once that came about, you know, they really like they really had a hard time like getting back on track and getting their life together. So being with someone that was raised on survival, they can you know help them and show them like yeah, man, it's, it's stuff can shit can be worse. Like look, we we gonna find a way to get through this, and you know I've been through I've been through some hard life things, so I know that we it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be some rocky times, but it's gonna always be about to get back. Yeah, but like that's that's why I feel that they can you know they coexist. Poof. Well, I was thinking just just picking back off of what you said. Um, I think in order for that to happen, um, coexisting, I think it, I think it always still goes to that bottom line of trust because that person that works off survival is more than likely not going to be able to trust the person that comes from love and which at times the person who comes from love more so puts all her all he or she has into the relationship and that person who survived it, it may not work. What does that person in love start doing? Instead of loving, they start surviving. So it flips them. And I feel like that's what it does and it creates because that person still from surviving is not trusting nobody. It's hard to trust. And that person that came from love is like, yo, I love you, trust me, trust me, trust me. And that trust is not there and then boom, what does that lover do? That lover internally turns into a survivor because he or she may not trust nobody no more. And it may take that repetitive process that that person just tried to get that person through. Now they got another person got to get through it. And, you know, it's like a revolving circle. So I feel like if the trust is there, more, more than likely it can, be, it can happen. But I, I think it takes a lot of trust, trust and I think it takes a lot of uncomfortability. Mm-hmm. And we all know in order to grow, we got to be like, in order to grow, we have to be uncomfortable first before we get to that comfortable level. And then see it again, go to another, every time we grow in our life, that's what happens. We naturally become uncomfortable. So I think once relationship starts and everything like that, people start to, people start to either grow in a relationship and grow as an individual together while having the trust of knowing that, yo, my significant other comes off of surviving. So a certain thing, he or she things that they might do that I may not understand. And that other person surviving knows, like you said, the other person surviving kind of knows like, all right, this person comes from love. I can kind of go to that person and trust that person that 
even my darkest because of, because of having to survive my whole life, I've done some things that I may not be happy of or I may not be approved of or feel like I'm approved and then they let down and trust and then that's when they can coexist. Until then, you're just going to have survivors turning lovers into tr uh, survivors. The person from love kind of has their vulnerability down first. Yeah, but you can also have a person... You can, you can also have a person that was raised on survival turn to someone that's now... And I love him. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. But like you said, it does take trust and does take, it takes a, a lot of maturing. It takes a lot of communication yeah, that's because... Uh, you got to talk and be honest. Absolutely. And be honest. You just have those uh, conversations that would... Because that a person, just like you said, a person that's raised on survival is just going to be hard for them to trust off rip. But if... Someone understands that, uh, again, that goes back to communication. It goes back to knowing that person. If you know that person, you're going to know how to handle that person. Mm -hmm. And if a person that's raised on love they uh, knows that they're dealing with a person that was raised on survival, they, go, they should be able to, they should try to help them, you know, understand that first where they come from and what I'm trying to help you. What I'm trying to help you, I'm trying to help you understand me, basically, mm -hmm. so they can then coexist. Because if you, if a person that's raised on love, uh, just, just, just a, for, for example, a person that's raised on survival don't know how to really care for someone that's, they don't necessarily, they're not going to necessarily like just come home or come into their, someone's space and ask them, you know, how they doing or how they day was. Just natural, natural, uh, I care for you, you know, statements. And I actually had a, a conversation with my friend. And this actually, I can actually explain. I had a conversation with my friend. He has a girlfriend or whatnot, and he, uh, I can say he was raised. He was raised on survival, but he been through so much. He, he, he kind of turned into. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm raised in love. Like he real heartful, really care about people. It, it been through a lot, so his his mindset is different. And he he called me one day like, uh, he like, yeah, bro, I, uh, I've been I've been going through all these protests, you know, I've been, you know, out here, you know, you know, really caring for my people, you know, you know, just down. And I've been out here for hours, like leaving the house like 11 in the morning, coming back eight at, eight at night, I mean, not eight at night, like 11 at night. And he like, I've been doing this for like a week straight and not once have my girl like ask me, uh, am I okay? Do I want to talk and, you know, uh, see what's on my mind? Do I want to talk about the situation that's going or the going on? Not nothing. She she, she took care of, like, I wouldn't say one more duly. She just, she made sure, I, she asked me if I ate. But as far as my mental, you know, capacity or my mental health, she never once dared, you know, asked about it. And I, I had to explain, like, man, and instead of just ignoring that, maybe you just need to explain to her, like, Go to her and tell her, like, man, listen, this is what I've been doing. I'm not sure. Because his whole thing, and I'm just jumping around a little bit. No, you His good, whole you thing you was. Because that's going to segue right into what. His whole thing was, uh, I'm not sure if she's just neg negligent to it or if she don't care. I'm like, man, I don't think she's negligent to it, and I don't think she don't care. Maybe she just don't understand you. And maybe you should just have that conversation with her to help her understand you. Just... Just you ain't gotta go it and go to go to her and real defensive. Just you know, ask her like, listen, I, have you been aware that I've been you know out here like damn there, 
basically risking my life because a lot of these protests have been getting a little crazy. And, you know, not once have you, you know, checked up on me or, or made sure I was cool or asked that I want to talk about it. I said, just, you know, just have that conversation with her and just see where her headspace at. And you'll see, you'll find out if she, she's bad, just negligent to the, to the situation or if she really cares. Yeah, I definitely, you know, agree with that because, I mean... And that goes into, like, you know, we about to close it out. But, like, I know we kind of been touching on the COVID, all the shit going on with the COVID, COVID this, COVID Dang, that. We didn't sit six feet away. We didn't <laughs> sit six feet away from that. Sorry for not social distancing, folks. <laughs> this is Uncle Tupac and friends. <laughs> I'm with my friends. Yeah. Come on, friends. Let's go. <laughs> no, nah, but, like, how do y'all feel, like, um, with all the shift going on in this country, like as black men, all right, educated, I mean, that really doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't even matter. <laughs> but, you know, you guys are doing positive things, um, whether that be in, <laughs> um, you know, outside of your job, because um, I know what, what kind of work you guys do in Philly. Um, like, how do you guys feel during this time? And, like, how are you processing this stuff? Um, like, how are y'all mentals? To be completely honest, bro. To be honest, man, I couldn't wait for this. I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to lie. I couldn't wait for this. Like, uh, a lot of people don't know. Well, some people know. My closest friends know. Like, uh, I went to an African-centric school. I went to an African-centric high school. So my our whole my whole high school for career from ninth to twelfth, sending around the the black culture and and mainly Af, African uh, American culture and African culture period. So, just for example, our history class was named history class. It was our story. Basically, we just everything was about people of color, everything. So like and in in another example, our uniforms were dashikis. Dashikis and African dresses, and we had to wear black, black bottoms, black sneakers. So I'm, I've, I've, I've been, you know, I've been seasoned, I've been seasoned, I've been, I've been cultured, you know. You knew, you knew a little bit more before, for me, before me. I, I, I knew they'd been lying to us, but I knew what they, I, real right, I, I knew I've been, and just to see people starting to see this, because you know sometimes I used to get, you know, kind of upset because I'm getting, I'm getting told all this. And I, I'm living in the neighborhood, so <laughs> I'm getting told all this. I'm going to the neighborhood like, man, listen, I'm getting my, my brother sound on. That, that man, he tricking you, man. I mean, he tricky. Stop listening to the folks. My friends wasn't trying to hear that. My friends wasn't trying to hear that at all. So to now see, you know, to see people opening their eyes, you know, to a lot of stuff that's going on, and more importantly, my friends that never really, you know, the, Again, a, a lot of people that's raised on survival, they only trying to make it out. To see them really like indulging and protesting and leaving leaving the corner and, you know, really trying to take a stand for people and and you know, just lock locking hands, like it's it's, it's exciting to me. It's, I'm happy to see this. People, you know, paying attention to the stuff that's been posted on social media, which has been great. It's been great information. I said this early for a lot of people, a lot of our youth just the history of things that's been going on and 
just the help of social media of resurfacing uh, other cases that was, you know, was neglected and people forgot about. To see that, it's 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 lovely. Like, like I was I was kind of down for a minute, but now uh, I I I love it. I, I'm loving it. Um, where do I start? Yeah, I've been this was going this was gonna happen. I've been me there too, bro. Because of the fact that me back to just a a little snippet of making that decision to, you know, my mom said, you know, this is the only time in life. This is gonna be the only time in life. A young, a young 18-year-old who who wants to play ball, who wants to go with his friends, who not necessarily you know, we're bad people, but we're white and black and all types of colors. Like, you know, I wanted to, you know, venture out into that world of being comfortable and being comfortable and wanting to stay comfortable at 18 and not make a decision like, man, I ain't about to go to HBCU, bro. Like, it's so close to the house. Like, I was thinking about, yo, I'm close. Auntie's like 35 minutes. My mom's going to be able to pull up on me at any time. No, I'm not going. But... You know, I still, you know, hearing those words and I hear those words a lot now because it it definitely got me prepared mentally for this. Um, Don't get me wrong. I am going through all five stages of grief because that shit was crazy crazy, and that shit was wild. So I'm not don't get me wrong. Like I'm sitting here and praying the joyfulness now. But initially, no, initially was really fucked up. <laughs> Emotionally was really mad, angry, up and down, left, right, like asking why, doing all this stuff, you know, doing all these things just to kind of cope with the fact of seeing a modern day lynching. So it was like one of those things where, you know, you had to realize, like, okay, is this what I'm going to do? Like, am I going to be. This person or this person. Like, not necessarily saying because I was black, I had to choose a side, but I had to pick my avenue in which I was going to show myself as being a black man and holding people accountable and holding the homies accountable, holding the friends accountable, white and black. You know, understanding them, understanding the fact that, you know, it was crazy, but like he said, like, I'm on the other side of it now. And I'm kind of cool. Like, I'm like, keep doing dumb shit. <laughs> like, y'all keep, I mean, it's, it's, it's that part. But then also like, also like, bro, okay, finally, like, a little part of it showing, the work is showing. And then understanding, because I was a history minor at Clark Atlanta University. Shout out to Clark Atlanta. Um, understanding that development and that history of my own self. It also made me wonder, you know, it also made me think like, damn, uh, a being so powerful that all these things have to happen to it and they still don't break and they still don't fold. We out there rioting, we out there doing what we need to do and still keeping it strong. It's just our time in history for us to be the ones to be on that stepping path and choose a side Choose Your Greatness, 1960, Malcolm and Martin. 
like still, but this is now. Don't get me wrong, pandemic, crazy. Wow, just adding the extra layer, all this and that. But wow. also, but also, like, like Sal said, like my five stages, I'm starting to get closer to like the the last part, which is like resolution. So within, but not resolution on the outside, resolution on the inside of like internally, like this is what, this is how it is. This is what I wanted to be. This is how I'm going to navigate and try myself to navigate through the world like I've always been doing, but also knowing like, okay, hey, this is different. Hey, this is, this is a different battlefield that we on as soldiers and doing the things that we need to do as black men to protect and to provide. So this is just our way now, like understanding the things that we're growing up and having to do. And hopefully, and I hope it stays the same. I hope it, I hope it keeps revolving like it is because the thing is we're just unshelling. We're just unshelling. We're just all unshelling. Whether it be comfortable, you are. What was that? Bro, what was that line Ross said, "We gotta, we gotta self-destruct or something." Yeah, before you gotta we elevate. Before you elevate, you gotta hit the bottom before you go to the top. You gotta be all the way back. The only place to go when you're at the bottom is the top. So we've been at the bottom for a very long time, and yes, you know what I've been saying the whole year, dog. Bro, my man Uncle Two Cups started 2020. I kid y'all not. Kid y'all not out there for the folks. January 2020, this man said, the first shall be last and the last shall be first. I promise you he said that January 2020. So the beginning, so that feeling that we got, because most of us knew once we saw this, I was like, oh, yeah, they about to get wild. It's about to get crazy. And the thing is, part of it's like, of course, a part of it, but also part of it, we saw three horrific things back to back to back in which we've been seeing horrific things. And I think this one was just to, to break the straw. It's tired. <laughs> just tired. So, yeah, that's how mentally I've been. Mentally, though, like I said, again, I'm on the other side of it, and I'm kind of, like, processing being becoming much better day by day and absolutely proud of the fact that, like I said, a people so powerful – that all these things have to come and try to knock us down and we still not folding. That that means that we are of 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 greatness in every last one of us. So that's the part where I'm just like, all right, I sit on that every day and just be like, all right, this is why. You know? Yeah, I mean, um, for me, uh, you know, I'm kind of starting to come on the other side, you know. Uh, but first starting out, it's just like, bro, my mom, I feel for my mom. My mom literally will call me if I do not answer. She will be sick. Sick. I can be at work and she's still going to be sick. Like, it, it, you feel for that, like, that somebody else, you know, has that attachment to you. Your mother has that attachment to you. Your your sisters have that attachment to you. You know, if you're, Absolutely. you know, it's it's certain people that have that type of attachment to you, and it's it's hard because as a black man, you don't feel like talking to nobody right now. You just want to sit. You want to sit in your thoughts a little bit. You know, you want to figure out some stuff. You know, and then you know, but everybody else wants to you know talk about it. Um, 
So I I really struggle with that. Like, you know, everybody wants to talk about it. Even, you know, friends wanted to talk about it, you know, but you're like, I just don't want to talk about it right now. You know, you, you just don't want to jump out there and just say anything. Um, you want to keep your thoughts, you know, to yourself um, until you figure out how you want to express it. How you want to express it. Um, I mean, I, I kind of like picked up some new hobbies during this, you know, quarantine slash, you know, race riot war, whatever you want to call it. Um, I, I call it the revolution. It's, it's, it's happening. We're seeing it. It's televised. Um, <laughs> it will be televised and it's on. Um, but... I mean, it's also you know it showed it it showed me who who's with me um, in, in this time too. Like um, these boys don't even know I'm about to say this, but like we we I talked to these guys, man. I said we we're gonna get back into the podcast or whatever, and um, I usually rent my my stuff from a black owned business, and um, this time you know. Due to cool, it it wasn't you know any malice on the on the black owned business at all. Um, it's just due to the COVID, they can't send it as quickly as you know yeah. as support we need. Support the black businesses. Um, Absolutely, we support them. You know, and I'm I'm gonna still ride with him. Um, if I need anything right now, I might still need him because I don't know what I bought. Um, but you know, we made it work. Shout out to my man Bones. He you know came through in the clutch. We figured some shit out, rigged it, made it happen. Um, so these two dudes, you know, I, I, I told them, you know, what happened as far as they couldn't send it. And, and, and I was like, well, I'm thinking about buying one, but you know, I don't want to spend that bread. <laughs> like for real, like you don't want to spend that bread. And, and for me, I, I'm a teacher. So like, this is right. I just got my last, I'm a 10 month employee. I just got my last check for the summer, you know? You gotta, you know, you really gotta budget that, and 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 I didn't even ask, and and with no hesitation, they like, bro, how much is it? You know, we'll, we'll we'll help you out with it, and they didn't have to, and like I I needed it, but I didn't really need it, but they knew, you know, they knew my circumstances, and like they looked out as a brother, like, and, and you really need those type people in your corner, like with no hesitation, like what do you need? Um, and and as 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 black men. Um, shout out to my boy Darren. I'm actually in his house. <laughs> he fell asleep. He's he he been working all day. So. Still got the fresh smell in there. Still got the fresh smell in uh, Shout out to my man, homeowner. Um Bless. Um, but he he said something to, uh a couple of weeks ago when he found it, it took him a couple of days to process everything before he said anything. And one of the things he said, man, is just asking a you know, if you see a black, follow a black man, no matter what, what what he has on, what he's wearing, what he's doing, you know, just ask, is he okay? Like, you know, how you doing, brother? You know, um, and I really felt that because we don't ask each other how we're doing it, like what's going on in our head, like what's bothering us. Um, and it's really hard for us to express that. I mean, I don't know about y'all, but for me, it is hard for me to express that a lot of times. Um, and, and that's one of my downfalls and, and that's something I know that I have to work on. But um, just asking somebody how you doing and, and, and knowing that they have somebody to look to um, no matter what. Um, 
I really think that's a big thing um, that we got to start doing. We got to start checking in on on each other. Um, even if it's just a, yo, you good? You straight? Um, we don't even do that anymore. You know what I mean? Um, so we, we got to pick that up. We got to be there for each other. We got to keep going. We're only getting started, guys. Um, yeah. Find a way to get involved. Um, I know for me, I know for me, I didn't, I didn't know, you know, like, you know, I understand the protests, um, and, and I get it, um, and I wanted to be a part of it, but I wanted to help. I, I wanted to, to. I don't think I have the words to go up there and speak on it, um, um, or whatever. But I wanted to, you know, have some kind of impact. Um, one of my friends came to me. Um, shout out to my girl. Rob, um, the Harry's brand. Uh, she she came up with an idea one morning. Was like, um, I'm gonna post this uh, this. Uh, I'm gonna post my cash app with a with a note saying, "Hey, donate to my cash app. We're gonna buy supplies for the protesters." And we're going on. She's she probably out there right now. Um, she she has been. Um, she kind of asked, you know, off, help me, you know, I offered my help to help her out. And, and we kind of been, you know, out there every night, every other night. Um, and just, you know, handing out snacks. Um, it's really hot outside. Um, <laughs> you know, people been walking all day and, um, you know, just, just giving that, that, that snack or that water, um, and to the protesters that are out there. Uh, it really made, you know, me feel like I'm making a difference. It made me feel like I'm doing my part. Um, I want to make sure everybody feels like they're doing their part or trying to do their part. You know, everybody can't go out to the protest, you know, or, you know, you don't feel comfortable doing that right now. And I completely understand. Um, but there's different ways, donations to um, bailout programs, uh, different things that you guys can get into. Um it's really something that everybody needs to have some kind of part in. Um, and we got to keep pushing. Um, we can't stop. We can't let our foot up. Um, shout out to my boy, Pooby. Um, he He's throwing something, you know, for Juneth. Um, Juneteenth. All right, if you're not celebrating Juneteenth. Juneteenth. <laughs> if you're not celebrating Juneteenth. All right. I ain't telling y'all to take off work. But take off work. But look, put the PTO in for the night. I'm, I'm off work because I'm out of school, so I ain't worried. <laughs> Juneteenth. Juneteenth. All right. So, like, guys, just get involved. Um, Soul Food, um, I know that's going to be a great thing. Um, I'm sure Poopy's going to announce some more details once that drops. Um, but just, guys, just get involved. Um, be a part of it. Be with us or be against us. Just to pick, I know we're about to close out. I just, I do, before we close out, I do want to say, man, shout out to all the black queens that have been front line. Front line, man. I, I know it's, it down, bro. it's definitely some brothers. They're the backbone of this country, bro. They, they're they the superheroes of this country. Right. They run this, like, they, they, man. It's, it's, it's definitely it's some brothers. You can't say no, one thing about them. They're they're everything. They're they're Real they're right. everything, bro. From top to bottom, like 
Shout out to the twins that we got in here too. Shout out to the black queens audience. Absolutely. Appreciate y'all. It's definitely some brothers holding it down, but man, I have seen some some women front. I mean, front line. I mean, face to face with cops with. But stop stopping uh, looters. I've been seeing them front line doing everything Shout out Kiki Palmer. Man. <laughs> man, shout out to them all. Y'all been doing the thing. I really, I really appreciate y'all. It's been amazing. I think, uh, I think, yeah, I, I, at the protest in Raleigh, like, I experienced black women. You can just see it. You can just feel it. You can just hold it to the oldest one, to the youngest one. The pain, the suffering and everything, but also that fight that it's just like unrelentless. Like trying to just protect they own. Because they protecting their own. That's all they doing. They protecting their own. And we got to treat them like as such. Treat them as such. So, you know, definitely like shout out to all the queens and then support your black businesses. Please. Please. Please support us. We, black Wall Street can happen, can happen. Stuff. It can be done. It can be done. So I'm telling you, if it's been done, history repeats itself. It's been done. It can be done again. And you don't reinvent the wheel. You start investing in your own community. Your own community. Own community, I'm telling you, is going to take you to the top because the biggest thing, like we talked about in the beginning, is that mighty dollar and we got to get it. (laughs) So, so... But yeah, yeah man, uh, I appreciate y'all tuning in, man. Uh, we back. I'm back. Um, we gonna we gonna keep the pressure on this summer and, and have some fun, guys. Uh, shout out to my crew. Shout out to Bones. It makes this thing happen every time. Shout out to the crew, film shout crew. Out shout, shout out to Ray. Yes. Love yes, you. yes, yes. Love you. All right, um, and we out.